From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. With me today from the Upstate Cancer Center is Chevelle Jones-Moore. She's a social worker who will talk with me about palliative care and a new program she's involved with called Sharing Life. Welcome, Chevelle. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So uh, tell us what palliative care is. Palliative care, I will break down into like three kind of areas. One of which is it's a medical care model where people who are experiencing a serious illness can receive um, guidance and treatment. And secondly, it's provided by a number of providers that's not exclusive to the doctors, the nurses, social work, but it's a team framework where we try to cover a number of things where patients um, will need guidance with. And thirdly, it's a model that kind of puts the patient as the leader. They um, kind of look at what their goals are for themselves, and we take that as a lead and we follow them and we just provide a network of support from that point of view. So the patient may have a goal of um, pain control is sort of their priority or they may have a goal of, I don't know. Correct. One of the things with palliative care is that when you, when a person is diagnosed with a serious illness, um, there's a number of things that are not really um, looked at on a daily basis from just like as if it was just a general illness. Whereas with a serious illness, you're looking at long-term. You're looking at something that will progress over a period of time. Um, so we basically try to provide a support for them to be able to live life till its fullest, recognizing and realizing that this is something that they're going to be dealing with day in and day out. And based on sort of the patient's view of what living life to the fullest means. Correct. Okay. Now, um, we've also heard the term hospice. Is that different than palliative care? Clearly, um, with palliative care, you can enter into this sort of care at any point in time once you realize you have or once a person has been identified as having a serious illness. Whereas with hospice, it really focuses in on the specific realm of care um, at the end of life. Okay. So with hospice, you may be looking at someone who has like a year to six months, mainly six months they look at. Whereas palliative care, you don't have to be at a place where you're um, at the end of life at all. Okay. Um, you're just dealing with an illness that really could use... Um, where patients can really use additional assistance with just coping and developing um, new forms and levels of just living okay. to manage symptoms that um, result as, a, um, as an outcome of the illness that they're experiencing. 
Now, is this um, just for adult patients, or is this would children ever be part of palliative care? We have at our cancer center, we have a palliative care program also for um, pediatric populations. Um, so you can enter palliative care services at any point, at any age. The program that I'm specifically involved in right now that um, we've implemented this year is focused in on our adult population. The Sharing Life program? Is that what you're talking about? or No, the palliative care. Oh, palliative. We, have okay. a, we have an adult um, ambulatory palliative care program that was implemented this year. Our pediatric palliative care program has been functioning um, under Dr. Cherick for some time. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now tell me about the Sharing Life program, because that's new, right? Yes, the Sharing Life program actually, it takes me back a little bit of 2015 when I actually had um, a student that was working with me from Syracuse University and her and I had the opportunity of meeting with many of our patients and family members and specifically focused in on oncology at the time and one of the things that I had noticed Um, and speaking with our family members and our patients, is that when they were experiencing um, a diagnosis, especially of oncology with cancer, um, some of the concerns that came up for them were pretty consistent, and one of which was, like, if I don't beat this, if I'm not able to make it through... um, there's things in my mind that I would want to be able to to share with family members. And that was their concern. It was like, there's information that I would like to share. There's things that I would want to be available to, like as far as like um, a daughter getting married or a child graduating from college or high school um, or just grandchildren down the line of wanting to really have them remember them and and to know them. And with what they were experiencing, they were concerned that that wasn't going to be the case. And having talked with a number of patients along that same line in that mind frame, um, I just kept saying, you know what, there's so much technology and there's so much possibilities of us being able to capture those those important things that they wanted to be able to share um, and that's pretty much how um, came about with sharing life is creating an avenue and an environment where patients and their families can get together in within our settings that we provide and allow them to reflect and to develop, as my coworker says, a legacy of information or whatever it is that they feel is important, that they want to make sure that their family members remember 
and hold on to them, hold on to them. So This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with social worker Chevelle Jones-Moore from the Upstate Cancer Center about the Sharing Life program. So this um, legacy of information, this is done on a, a video? In this particular case, what we we offer is, um, and that's, I think, one of the unique pieces of it, is that, yes, we do try to capture it in video f- um, framework so that people can kind of remember the voices of their, their family member, um, you know, just remember certain things. Yes, just the way they, okay. yes. And for those um, grandchildren that may have been too young to even remember, or even maybe haven't been on the scene, scene at that time, they would be able to kind of get a sense of who that person is based off of what they want to share in that video. But also for um, some individuals that may not want to be captured in video format, there is illustrations and um, literature. Like you can, act, we can actually capture what they say and type it up verbatim. Wow, have you found it um, easy to get people to talk about things that they want their families to to remember or to know after they've gone? Have you found it easy to get people to open up? I think that it's on a spectrum. So some patients are definitely like open and they want that I want to do this definitely I want to be a part of this. And then it's sometimes challenging for other patients um to do that. It just depends on the person's personality and I find that it's probably more challenging. You probably wouldn't find this surprising for some of our um Male patients, it's a, it seems to be a little bit more challenging. They're open, and um, but that emotional piece for some of them is really hard. And so what we, what I try to do is say, okay, yes, you can. We can type it up as well, or we can actually capture what it is that you want to say and take out some of the pieces that we feel that you wouldn't want to reflect. So if they didn't want to reflect their emotions as far as crying in front of a family member, we can take those things out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the sorts of stories that you've noticed patients sharing? Is there a theme or are there any similarities? I wouldn't say that they're very similar. I think that for me so far, each one in its own way has been so unique. Um, but just the, I guess the similar component would be is that they want to be remembered. And what they want to be remembered for is totally different. And um, so just really wanting to share um, words of wisdom, I find is more along the lines for our, our a lot of our male patients. Um, but in, and overall, patients really just want to be able to capture um, who they are and share that with their family members and friends. Yes. So, uh, who uh, is who can request a video, and um, how do they how do you go about putting it together? So far right now, we've focused in on our palliative care patients as 
those patients that are on a palliative care track. But it is not restricted um, to that population and that patient population at all. Um, It's just a matter of being able to accommodate the patients in that time frame. Um, But it's open to patients who are experiencing and living with a serious illness. So they can contact their nurse or their physician about trying to schedule? Yes, they can. And then is there any cost or how is it paid for? Right now, there's no cost. And between the social work department, which also is considered like the the transitional care department, as well as um, the cancer center, um, we're basically picking up the cost of that. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. My guest has been social worker Chevelle Jones-Moore from the Upstate Cancer Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.